Hey everybody, Chris here. You may know us these days as the Personal Injury Mastermind, but you've discovered our roots when we first started as the Rankings Podcast. I'm glad you're here. Over the years and hundreds of episodes, we've expanded our reach while staying true to our mission. We help you and your firm dominate the competition with insights from some of the best in the legal industry. You may notice that these older episodes sound a bit different. That's because we also embrace change and growth. I hope you enjoy this episode from the vaults and listen to a few of our newer episodes while you're at it. Thanks for being here. Let's begin. In the digital era, the business world moves fast. You only have to look at some of the job titles on a recruitment board to see how far we've come. You've got your directors of email deliverability, your scrum masters, your organizational change specialists, and even your reprographics expert. Okay, you got me. That last one actually means Xeroxer. The point is the dot-com boom changed business forever, and it certainly changed the trajectory of today's guest, Brett Harnd. Brett was an English major who found himself in the center of a startup in those crazy early internet years. I was doing everything from writing content to directing motion capture video shoots and creating flash movies. I mean, they literally taught me everything I know about the web at a startup in my first job out of college. And back then there was no such thing as a digital project manager. Today we hear how Brett honed his skills to become a leading voice in the growing digital project manager niche. Which management techniques will make running your firm a breeze and why managing your content strategy is like putting together a fancy dinner party. That's coming up on the Rankings Podcast, the show where founders, entrepreneurs, and elite personal injury attorneys share their inspiring stories about what they did to get to the top and what keeps them there. I'm Chris Stryer. Stay with us. Brett Harnd is the kind of person who thrives on a challenge. When he started out as a project manager, the role barely existed. There weren't any best practice guides to follow or industry leaders to look up to. So Brett set out about figuring out this on his own. So I think I kind of just naturally am that person who takes on the administrative side of things, the organizational side of things, because it's just ingrained in me. So I uh, ended up obviously being laid off from that job, like 90% of people in startups back then did at the dot-com boom. Ended up in higher ed doing communications work. And then I got recruited into an agency where I really credit my career as a project manager to a recruiter who had a few conversations with me and was like, hey, I think you actually would be a really good PM here. And it was at Razorfish at the time. That's kind of where, where it all started for me. I, I moved on from Razorfish into a role at a company called Happy Cog, another digital kind of boutique digital agency. And that's where I really got to kind of like spread my wings and kind of carve out a space within the project management world, start a bit of a community and a conference and writing and all of this stuff. So I, I kind of grew into it. So I guess the, the short story or short version of that answer. So, I mean, you, you had a, a great passion for this. And in fact, I mean, a passion so much that you created the, the Bureau of Digital, which is a digital PM summit. So, you know, what drove you to take that extra step to actually create an event around this space? Yeah. So um, at that point in time, 
the the company that I worked for, Happy Cog, small agency, like I said, uh, we started to kind of dip our toe in events. And we started doing small kind of roundtable events for owners of agencies, which like yourself, those still happen today. They're called Owner Camp. There's an Owner Summit. So I, I was involved with that early on. I don't want to take the credit for starting the Bureau because it was a full uh, team of people who did that. But I did start the Digital PM Summit. And that was because I started to do public speaking around project management because I was going to amazing events in person where I was getting to learn about everything from UX to development and even SEO, right? And there was never content specifically for me, which was fine because as a project manager, you kind of should learn or even just as a professional, like it's good to kind of open your horizons, right? But then I started to see like, hey, there's an opening here. If I could find an opening, right? Like I could create this content that people might actually find valuable. Because I do believe that the PM content is really relevant to anybody. Uh, and no matter what industry you're in, uh, no matter kind of what field you work in, project management's a part of what we do. Well, let me, so, let me jump right yeah. in there, Brett. So before we lose our personal injury attorneys, you know, every, most of our audience is personal injury attorneys. So, and, and you mentioned, you know, we're all project managers. Like, let's take us there. Like, why why is everyone to some degree a project manager? Yeah, so I, I always take it back to the most kind of like personal basic things we do as humans, right? So think about your day-to-day. If you're planning out your day, you probably have a to-do list. Those are things that project managers are kind of experts in. Think about, you might have someone who does this, I know I do, but planning vacations, pulling together a party. I do a lot of teaching with students and that's kind of the level that I start getting them interested in project management. Like plan out, you're throwing a dinner party, plan that out. For personal injury attorneys, I mean, it could be everything from, hey, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to handle all of these cases in my week to week. It could be planning out the process that will get you through from the beginning to the end of a case. You know, there are lots of ideas there. I actually have an email in my inbox from an attorney asking me how she can organize her projects in a Gantt chart, which is really interesting to me because it's not a, a topic that I have really thought about in the past. But if anybody out there is doing that, I would love to hear from you. <laughs> Yeah. And, and so that's where I wanted to take this is almost anything that's processized, you're managing time, uh, to-do list, you know, a workflow, there's some element of project management. So you've had kind of this, this trajectory where you have the digital PM summit, you, you found this, this passion, and now you're the director of education at Team Gantt. So what does that role involve? Uh, so that role is um, really kind of me just really um, connecting with the project management and leadership communities, talking, writing, speaking about project management, leadership, productivity, kind of all of the themes that we're, we've talked about so far today. But yeah, I'm, I'm teaching weekly classes online putting out a podcast, putting out YouTube videos. So I'm really a content creator at this point, which is nice because it's kind of taken me back to where I started in my career and kind of mixing what I kind of fell into. (laughs) I first found Brett via his blogs and I knew I wanted to speak with him and pick his brain. 
down the line. Brett now coaches our director of operations and rankings, and it's incredible to see the transition of managing scope on time, on budget, and how it's impacted our business. If you're listening from a PI firm's perspective, typically you've got someone in-house taking care of that stuff. You might call them your COO or director of operations or any number of titles. According to Brett, the title really doesn't matter. It's all about process with a capital P. The first thing is um, it's operational, right? It, it might not necessarily be a project manager specifically. In fact, I'm starting to see a trend of project manager, the title not being used because I think it doesn't get as much respect as it could. But I think in a law firm, I could see that person being the operational force, the person who is working with the heads of business around, you know, whether there's business development, what the intake process is, how you're handling things day to day, week over week, how things are spread out across the people uh, in the organization to make sure that people are not over, underworked, underutilized. Everything from making sure that processes, whether that be small processes around the way that you're collecting payments to the way that you're um, handling transcription, like anything, right? Like there, everything has a process and having someone on staff to constantly think about how to make that process better, how to make people more efficient and more productive. And at the end of the day, more profitable is kind of where project management comes in. So it doesn't have to be a, a PM specifically. It's a mindset more than anything. Right. And I, I completely agree. And I, I think, a lot of those processes have to deal with consistency. And it reminds me of this story, and I can't remember where I heard this exactly, but the story kind of went like this. You know, imagine you went to get your haircut and you got a great haircut. And then the next time it was just horrible. Like it was the worst haircut ever because it didn't follow a process. It was iterative. You probably would never, that individual that had, you know, went to the same barbershop would probably never go back again and had a terrible experience. And I think that's a lot where processes come in play. Absolutely. I would think that for lawyers, your clients certainly can tell if you're organized or not. And if you've got someone handling those details, chances are you're really organized as an organization. Personally, it's a different story, right? Like we, we talk about personal productivity and how you handle things and that's on you. But organizationally, you should have those things pretty buttoned up so that there is a good experience, not only internally, but externally. Absolutely. Turning them into an evangelist. There was a, recently you mentioned in a in a podcast a few years back that there was a tendency for project managers to feel pushed to the side because some people don't care much about the details that the project managers care about. Do you feel like there's an attitude towards project managers that their work, you know, has changed over the years? I do. I think I'm kind of um, on the bandwagon at this point to make project management a more strategic role. I think back when I said that people were pushed to the side. And, and I would say, like, I don't think that's changed so much. I think a lot of it has to do with education and people actually understanding the value of the role of a project manager and an organization from the top down recognizing that as well. I think if you don't have that, then nobody's going to really be worried about process or th things that are, are important to make your business streamlined and profitable. But I do think that some folks in the industry are doing their job in terms of moving out of this role where project management is almost like a box checker. 
<laughs> the person who says, do this, do that, you know, it's all very directed to a more collaborative strategic role where you're focused on communications, you're focused on figuring out what the challenges or roadblocks might be and working with a team collaboratively to sort out the best path forward and then managing that path. So I'm, I'm hoping that's where things are trending. Yeah, and I don't know for myself, like I'm a, I'm a DI on the DISC personality assessment. I'm, you know, the big visionary and I just like to move quick and light things on fire. And I love our project managers because they, they make things clean and consistent and can, can fulfill upon that vision. You know, um, a book I recently read, it was Mike Morse's book, Fireproof, where he has, his, you know, he's the visionary. He's the, the big picture than, than John is his integrator, his, his guy that processes things, utilizes data. I think nowadays, especially if you want to grow a larger law firm, it's just essential to have those types of components in, in your business. Absolutely. In any business, I mean, you need to create some level, like you said before, of consistency within your business, not just with the, the experience that people are having internally, but with your clients as well. And if you don't have someone there focusing on that, keeping an eye on those things kind of at a higher level, even you're never going to have that. And then your growth is going to be very inconsistent, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just going to, and it's going to be a lot of stress too, Mm -hmm. where it's, everything's a blank canvas and you're having to recreate over and over. It's a big strain. And so you've had a ton of experience in this, this area. And so much, in fact, that you wrote a book. So who is the book for? You know, is, is it just for the digital project managers or, or is it again, just is it for anyone that's managing a project? Yeah, so the book is called Project Management for Humans, Helping People Get Things Done. And it was intended to be for anyone. The idea or the concept behind the book is that every chapter is on a topic that I think is important or relevant to project management, but it starts out with a very personal story. You know, stories that include my kids, taking my kids shopping and helping them figure out how much they can buy, right? Like things that can always, you can point back to project management practices. It's, it's a little goofy, but it works. And I think it, it pulls people into what could be really dry, boring content. And it personalizes and, and humanizes it. The feedback I've gotten on the book has been really good in that it's helped people get into the concepts of project management without feeling like they're jumping into something that is so foreign to what they would ever do. And, and it's helping them in their daily lives and, and their work. That's incredible how you can relate it to just managing the home life, managing the kids. And yeah. Kids, I mean, tugging on the, the pant leg, you know, trying, wanting that toy or something that's out of scope. You know, right. Out of budget. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. I think that that humanizes it and it's not as, I think people connect with narratives and stories a lot better than just, hey, here's the educational. Absolutely. I mean, the thing about project management is that it is very formal, right? I mean, it is, there is a certification and there's lots of overhead that comes along with it. And my belief is you don't need all of that stuff, especially if you're just in business and you want to figure out how to be better, right? Like how to run your business better, how to run your projects better, how to communicate better. All of those things are 
project management based. And just understanding a few of the concepts in a, a simple kind of human way can help you overall to kind of level up your own practices, whether they be project management or not. It's gonna help you be just better at your work. Call me a broken record, but whenever I hear about project management, I think digital strategy. Every law firm in the country wants to be strong digitally, whether that's SEO, pay-per-click, social media, it all needs a solid plan of action. So I wanted to know how Brett's tactics could be harnessed to manage a content project that will scale. The best things that you can do in that case are first, research, right? Understanding who your audience is, what the messaging is that you're putting out there, and essentially what's going to land, right? Like understanding your audience is everything. That's going to help you to set goals. I think having goals for every initiative or project is really important because once you get into that thing, about 75 new ideas pop up and probably 90% of them don't stick to the goal, right? So having that goal will help you to stay on track. Then I think it's a matter of implementing, right? With content strategy, writing, implementing, figuring out what's going to work best for your audience, keeping an eye on that, analyzing it, and iterating, continuing to get better. But again, always being able to point back to a goal to tell you if you're on target or not. Yeah, and I love that. And that fits a lot in with the the EOS, those traction type of methodology, those leading indicators to see if you're you know, your year-to-date targets and your year-to-date actual, if you're a percentage ahead or behind, and then it, you know if you're going to hit your goal. When it comes to a digital strategy management, tracking is absolutely key. It's hard to give advice on metrics because key performance indicators are just so individual. But there are a ton of great tools out there that can help you stick to your targets. If you want to learn a little bit more about Brett's approach, we'll link you up to his awesome book in the show notes. A couple of years back, you, you know, you had your Sprints and Milestones podcast and you've, you've been creating Coffee with Brett videos with Team Gant on YouTube. Will we be seeing more content like that from you in the future? Yeah, so I am continuing the Coffee with Brett series. I only have six episodes out. I'm trying to release one a week. Um, so that's been a fun new challenge. Um, just again, teaching project management concepts with a little bit of personality, trying to have some fun with it. I am continuing to record a podcast called Time Limit that comes out every two weeks. And then, I do, like I said, I do weekly classes and writing content here and there. So this is my life. I am writing this stuff. I'm having conversations with people and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I have to say, it's been really cool to be able to put stuff out and connect with people from all over the world about it. It's kind of amazing to me. Yeah, that's incredible. And so you're, you're producing a ton of content. So, you know, you, you got a lot of projects going on. You, you mentioned your family. So what is it that you do to, to relax? Oh, lots of stuff. Uh, We're on Zoom right now, so you can see I've got my records behind me. I'm a a big music nerd. When I were able to be out and about, uh, I love to go see live music. Over the summer, I got into running, uh, so I've been doing more of that. 
Also, I'm on Peloton, so I'm spending a lot of my time working out, which has been a positive thing for me. But yeah, aside that, believe it or not, I do um, some writing on the side, always doing work. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you have to peel yourself away from work, but then when work becomes fun, it's like, hey, this is actually a really good place to be in. Uh, I feel like I'm there now. That's awesome. And and I'm not sure how old your, your kids are. And I, you know, so how do you, do you incorporate some of those project management skills into your home life? Do you find yourself saying, oh, this is really similar to what I just talked about? No, because I take my project management hat off the minute that I walk out of my office. Nice, nice. <laughs> I'm like disorganized in my home life and my wife takes over with stuff, which is cool. Like I don't plan vacations. I don't plan weekends. I don't do any of that stuff. I think it's a little bit of a relief from the, the day-to-day, even though I'm not really a PM now. I don't like, and also my kids, they're 10 and 12, two girls. They have zero interest in what I do for work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I wanted to ask you that because I asked John Rulin from Giftology. He was on earlier today and I asked him, I was like, isn't there a lot of stress on you to, to, to come up with a good gift? <laughs> I was just wondering how project management affected you and your home life. I mean, I'm constantly doing something around the house, you know, like I'm not the type of person just like sit around for a few hours. Like I've always got something going on. I'm thinking about like stuff I need to do, but I don't put that on anyone else. I don't think that's fair. Like I, as a PM, you have to put that stuff on people so much day to day in work that like when it's not work time, like I just want to chill. Yeah, completely agree. So kind of, hey, clo- closing up, we do this three for three quick fire segment. It's just three questions in three minutes. And I think you're going to get where this first question comes from. But let- let's just jump right in. You ready? Sure. Okay. What is your top search engine optimization tip? Know your content. I mean, like we, what, like we talked about before, you know, like having a content strategy is important. Knowing what people are looking for and searching is really important. Absolutely. Which entrepreneur do you admire the most? Oh, wow. So many of them. I'm a really big fan of Jason Freed from Basecamp. I've read all of his books. I've been to the Basecamp office, have done workshops there. Like, I am too. His they do blogs, super cool stuff. Yeah. That signal versus noise, yeah, that blog is incredible. The, the book Remote was a, a really good book. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and what's the next big thing on your bucket list? Well, I am hoping that when all of our travel restrictions are lifted, I can go to Egypt. So my dad is a world traveler and he and I have never done a trip together. So now that he's getting a little bit older, I'm getting a little bit older. I'm like, hey dad, let's go on a trip. And he's never been to Egypt and I wanna go. I love that. Yes, I think we're all yearning for a little bit more freedom to travel right now. Although I have to wonder, who's going to be the one managing all the bookings for that trip? You've been listening to the Rankings Podcast. I'm Chris Dreyer. A huge thanks to Brett Harn for joining us today. You can find more information on today's conversation in the show notes. And we want to hear from you. What are your top project management hacks? Drop us a review and let us know. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.